0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Well, week 12 of the NFL season is in the books. Oh, I'm aware there's a Monday night football game tonight. I'm just choosing to ignore that game. I don't want to watch Seattle play Washington. Although It'll be the game of the year now. Although, if the football team wins, I think they're the seven seed. Really? Yeah, the Vikings are five and six, the Falcons are five and six, the Saints are five and six, the Eagles are five and six, the football team is four and six, and I think if they get to five and six as well, somehow, some way, I think they get the tiebreaker over the rest of those four or five teams and they find themselves in the seventh seed. So
1: Well what happens if Seattle wins? They yeah. would also they be in the hunt. they'd be in the hunt they'd be right back. back they would
0: be a game back right now there's eight teams in the nfc that are a game back of that seven seed the vikings and it does become nine tonight if the seattle seahawks and russell wilson can get a win on the road against the washington football team and taylor taylor heineke so you're right jacob it's a massive game with a ton <laughs> of implications tonight at washington but Let's look at some of the action that happened yesterday, and let's start with the other AFC North matchup, uh, the Browns and the Ravens. Uh, Cleveland goes to Baltimore, and it's just a defensive struggle the entire game. Uh, final score, 16-10 to for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Justin Tucker kicked three field goals, so he he himself only lost to the Browns by one point. And Mark Andrews with the only touchdown for the Baltimore Ravens on the day. And Joku cut the only touchdown for the Browns on the day with a pass from Baker Mayfield. So defense and struggle in this football game. Uh, turnovers galore for Lamar Jackson, who threw four interceptions, a career high for him. But somehow, someway, the Ravens were able to throw four interceptions and still walk out of that stadium with a win. If you're a Browns fan, you've got to be disgusted. And I saw a lot of Browns people that I follow on Twitter declare after that loss that the season was a lost season already. Already, already, at six and six, Playoffs are half a game out of the playoff spot, and they're done. They're they're waving the white flag. Lost lost season already. But I got to be honest with you, Jacob. If my team picked off an opposing quarterback four times and lost the football game, I'd be feeling pretty down as well.
1: I think the last time the Steelers did something like that was. Two years ago, 2019, against the Niners, they had, like, five turnovers. Yeah, Jimmy
0: G turned it over like crazy, and they still couldn't end up winning. But I'll throw a little caveat in there. Mason Rudolph was the starting quarterback and was his first career start in that game.
1: It was also Megan Fitzpatrick's first time playing with
0: the Steelers. Who forced two turnovers in that game. So it can happen. You can lose those games. But if you're the Browns and you're two-headed monsters healthy at running back – you shouldn't uh the big problem with them though is that their quarterback should not be playing right now he is way too injured to play football i i don't i don't get it i really don't get it why would they force this why are they not willing to give case keenum some run for a couple weeks and all these browns fans to make it like when us pittsburgh people come on and say you should play case keenum you should play case keenum they're always like Typical Steelers fans think the Browns are a joke and Baker's a joke, and Case Keenum's better than Baker. It's ridiculous. They don't know what they're talking about. No one is saying that Baker is so clearly injured right now. Give him a couple of weeks off to get healthy and get him back to close to 100, percent where he is better than Case Keenum. But right now, there's they no. Hobbled, is Case Keenum able Baker. to go 18 for 37 for 230 sure. yards and no and no touchdowns? Of course he – or one touchdown? Sure. Of course he is. That's not that great of a stat line. Baker can do better than that when he's healthy. He is so clearly injured and just gutting it through this for personal glory. I don't think so. But for contract, yeah, I do think he's doing it for the contract. And he's just a tough guy. And that's where coaching needs to step in because a lot of these guys in the NFL are tough and will play through injury. But you need to protect them from themselves. And Stefanski needs to step in and say, yo, Bake, give it two, three weeks. Let's just shut it down. Let's go on short-term IR. We'll try to win some games running the football with Case Keenum like we already did against the Denver Broncos this year. In Denver, by the way, who is also 6-5 and right now, so not a terrible win for the Browns to get with their backup quarterback. And let's just try to get you as healthy as possible for this stretch run. But instead... They toyed around way too much with it. They're at their bye week now, so Baker does have a a week off there to maybe get a little rest.
1: And you're playing the Ravens. Turn right back
0: around and play the Ravens again.
1: Which is just the screwiest thing I've seen.
0: But is it too little to – like, if Baker would have had off for the past couple of weeks and this bye week, I would almost expect him to be at 100% by the the Ravens game on the other side of it. Instead – he goes through that Ravens game, probably gets banged up more, and now has just 14 days to try to really get himself as close to 100% as possible or else I think the Browns are cooked because as good as Chubb and Hunt are, you need Baker to have that play action, roll out, you know, hit the home run ball like he's been so good at when he is healthy, and an unhealthy Baker I just don't think can, can make that happen. He, he loves to roll out and throw on the run, uh, even if your other shoulder that's not your throwing shoulder is hurt, throwing on the run has got to hurt like a bitch, man. I mean, trying to turn your of body course. like that. like It's
1: hard for any quarterback, regardless if they're injured or not. Yeah. And Baker, who's not necessarily the best quarterback, mobility and then hobbled, it's not going to end well for him.
0: No, it's not, and it has not ended well for him at all this season. I just think it's it's the smart move for you to make that, that move for Case Keenum. As long as Baker is still hurt But it's pretty clear the Browns Aren't going to do that if they haven't done that by now um, So the Browns sit At six and six like we said They got a buy. then they got the Ravens again Then they got the Raiders the Packers the Steelers And the Bengals so Every single team that the Browns are facing Down the stretch are going to be vying for a Playoff spot or already Confirmed in the playoffs Like the Ravens or the Packers Are so tough tough Sledding for the Browns Six and six is a pretty deep hole. They but might they're not
1: even last place in their own division, and they're calling it. A, they're calling it a. a aren't lost they in last cause. place? No, the Steelers are.
0: But the Steelers have the tiebreaker over the Browns.
1: I've... I looked on my phone on ESPN. Yeah, I saw that too.
0: It's wrong. Look at the playoff standings. The Steelers are in front of the Browns when you switch over to the playoff standings. So I think they're wrong. How's that possible? Because I, th- I think they're wrong on okay. the division one. Both teams are five hundred five five and one six and six. And the Steelers have the head-to-head tiebreaker over yes, the Browns. Right.
1: So I, what's odd though is I know the ties give you like a weird percentage, right? A win is 1.000. a loss is zero 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 zero, but right now it's sitting at five five It says they're five hundred. Yeah, I don't know. Can't be right.
0: Math is not my strong suit, but I do know that they are in front of the Browns as far as a playoff position is concerned because of that tiebreaker. So Browns got a lot to uh to do if they want to make themselves in this playoff race and the schedule was pretty tough uh in front of them to get that job done the Ravens on the other hand they can kind of start to cruise to this division win if they can get a win against the Steelers at Heinz Field next week that'll get them to nine and three then they got the Browns Packers Bengals on the road Rams and Steelers to wrap up the season so no no layup there either so Get this win against the Steelers at Heinz on Sunday, and I think you're in pretty good shape. If you lose, things could get a little tight between you and the Bengals.
1: Yeah, and especially since the Bengals have that tiebreaker right now, they still have to play each other one more time. We'll see what happens then.
0: In Cincinnati, though, like they got that win in Baltimore. Was it really so big? I don't know why I thought
1: it was in Cincinnati.
0: No, they got the Ravens have to go to Paul Brown Stadium still. So, so if if the, the
1: Ravens lose to the Steelers, which I don't expect them to.
0: Very possible, though. I'll say that right now. Very possible.
1: Yeah, I mean, division games
0: are always weird. This is the best rivalry in football right now. You know, you watched the Iron Bowl last weekend, and people were kind of like, I can't believe Auburn is sticking with Alabama. I was like, I'm not surprised at all.
1: It's because they play each other every year. and They play each other on the same day every and year.
0: And it's on the road in Auburn. I was sitting there going, I'm not surprised that Bama is struggling in this game. These two teams hate each other. At a level like like michigan and ohio state gets the pr brand of the game and this is the biggest rivalry that ain't bleep compared to what they do in the iron bowl alabama and auburn i mean they poison trees over that damn thing and get sent to jail because of it steelers ravens is the nfl rivalry that i look at and identify in that same light as the iron bowl these two teams that cliche you throw the records out when the rivals play it rings so true when it's the steelers and the ravens i mean you remember ryan mallet game i it doesn't matter how good one team is or how bad another team is when they play. It's beat the rain. Yeah, you know what's
1: going to be horrible is the way that this game will play out the way that Auburn Alabama did this year, where the Steelers are leading the entire game. Lamar Jackson gets either a touchdown or puts Justin Tucker in position to That's tie it up. That's the one.
0: It's Tucker on a sixty-yard field goal that ends it, and the Steelers lose by a point. Right. That's just how it That's is. That's how it's going to go. And conversely, I'll actually say if the Steelers win. It's gonna be because Boswell does the the same exact thing like kickers are so important in this rivalry. Oh, it absolutely. seems like they're always the ones that have the last line. Right
1: now, these are the two best kickers in football.
0: Oh wow. That's how they should build a matchup for Game of the Week on CBS. Is the two what? best kickers Tucker, Boswell. Tucker versus Boswell <laughs> for the crown of best kicker in the NFL. Let's look at some of the other action sure. from the week. Buccaneers and Colts. 38-31 win for the Buccaneers, but I know they're 6-6, six and six, and they dug a hole at the beginning of the year. That game proved a lot to me about the Colts. That's a good football team they got in Indianapolis. Carson Wentz can make some mistakes, but he's a pretty solid quarterback to have. And that Jonathan Taylor, man, is just a force to be reckoned with. So even though they came away with the loss, Colts are still a major player in the AFC as far and as I'm right concerned.
1: Now, the Titans are reeling. Two Titans are reeling.
0: Three. Got Smoked by the Patriots in Foxborough, thirty-six to thirteen final score. Patriots best team in the AFC right now. I know the Ravens are technically number one. Yeah, so but I it,
1: saw this funny tweet. If they play say, though,
0: right now, I think I'd pick New England.
1: The Ravens win obviously kept the Browns at bay, but it also kept them in position to win the number one overall seed. So it's which you really care about more. I say it's pretty even. I say I think you have to give it to Baltimore right now, just because they. The, the identity of that team has been there for a couple of years. This is an entirely new Patriots team. We don't know how that's going to translate into the postseason. So I'll say Baltimore right now.
0: I will say this. The Patriots are definitely the most consistent team right now in the AFC. Uh, they just
1: beat everyone by three touchdowns.
0: The funniest thing is the number one seed Ravens and the number two seed Patriots both have losses at the hands of the Miami Dolphins. For whatever reason, the Dolphins— beat up on really good teams at the beginning of the year and now they're sitting at five and seven so the Dolphins are on a bit of a hot streak but I, I think it's either Patriots or Ravens right now and we'll talk about Patriots Ravens Patriots Ravens for the next couple of weeks what's until the Chiefs just completely make, catch what's them happen both. when
1: the Chiefs win out
0: that's what I mean like we're gonna and go Patriots number one, Patriots number one Ravens number one Patriots number one Ravens number one Have and then oh,
1: sitting back uh, hello week 18 forget about me? oh the
0: Chiefs get the number one seed and oh the Chiefs walk. To the afc championship game so i think kansas city definitely has its hat still to be thrown in the ring as far as that number one seat is concerned they were off this week so they sit at seven and four still like i said the dolphins beat the panthers 33 to 10 the dolphins all of a sudden have won four straight games and have gone from one and seven to five and seven they have home games against the giants and the jets in the next couple of weeks 7-7 seven and seven Miami Dolphins with a stretch run of the Saints, Titans, and Patriots to up to bat. I mean...
1: Can you beat the Saints? Maybe.
0: On the road? Maybe.
1: With Trevor Simeon? Maybe. It's a lot easier. Maybe. With the Titans, considering how they're playing in the last two weeks... And considering how the
0: Dolphins are playing in the past couple weeks? Maybe.
1: Maybe. The Patriots is the test.
0: Revenge game, too, for the Patriots. I, they're probably That's week like, gt Yeah. And they're probably like, I can't believe we lost in week one to the Dolphins. I mean, we're way better than the Dolphins, but... Miami's a team that's playing a lot better football, and I got to be honest with you. I said this to Crowley yesterday when we were working the Steeler game. The Dolphins were supposed to be good this year. I mean, they were a ten and six football team last year. I think you, the, you're always high the Vikings. You know, my team, the Dolphins. Was the Dolphins? I think the team we're seeing out of the Dolphins in these past couple weeks is honestly closer to who they actually are than when they were in the one and seven hole at the beginning of the year. I think this is more like what we expected from them, and I think moving forward into next year. This is probably the team that you'll get from them. Really good at defense, turns the ball over a lot, big splash special teams play with the block punt for a touchdown against the Panthers, and two is playing pretty well. So, it's just
1: so hard to climb back from one and seven. Right,
0: so that's the problem. that you, you can't afford to have that bad of a start, and that's what you kind of swallow in the offseason and say, the next step is to not dig a hole. Is to start, you know, just start at five hundred, and then if you get hot towards the end, you're going to make the playoffs. Yada yada yada. You'll have a great year. But I I think this is the Dolphins team that's more like like them than the the team at the beginning of the year. I think it's a it's a good football team to have to play. And teams like the Titans who have to play them down the stretch or the Patriots in Week 18 ain't exactly a great welcoming game like it might have been seen just four weeks ago when they were one and seven.
1: No, you were checking it out to be all right. At least we we could say that's going to be a win. But not anymore. No. For, uh, I, I, I would say for the Titans and the Saints, the Patriots might be too good.
0: Especially with how that they've, they're they rolling now. They're figuring That's out their I'm identity. Saying. Yeah, and Mac Jones is just every week he's getting better and better. Um, just to touch on him real quick, I know we talked about the Pats and Titans a bit, but 23 for 32, a career-high 310 passing yards and two touchdowns for Mac Jones. Uh, protected the football, too. Didn't turn it over. The guy is playing Belichick's offense and McDaniel's offense to a T right now, and the balance that he has—Jacoby uh, Myers, Kendrick Bourne, each had five catches. Bolden had four catches. Johnny Smith and Aguilar had three catches. I mean, he just—this is what the Patriots—he spreads the wealth out. He this goes to do. all these different
1: targets. Who are these names that you're that you're listing?
0: The only one that I remember is Aguilar. Who used to play for the The Eagles uh, Eagles and the Raiders for a bit. Kendrick Bourne was a player that they expect a lot out of, um, but I don't think ever really panned out for them. But you know what? It's just a matter of scheming guys open and Mac Jones knowing exactly who's going to be open on a play and getting the ball. So,
1: Here's a question. If Mac Jones doesn't go to New England, is he as good as he is? I don't think
0: so. so. I I think any of the rookie quarterbacks would have gone into New England and had this success
1: what I said coming out of school for Mac Jones. But I don't want to take anything away from him. Because he's a good quarterback. What I said was he was throwing the ball to Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. He had Najee Harris as his running back. He had guys like Alex Leatherwood and I forget the others first round pick on his offensive line. He played played for an
0: NFL team last year. He did.
1: Yeah. So I was lowest on him just because he had all those pieces around him. But now he's going from head coach Nick Saban to head coach Bill Belichick.
0: And I, I really don't. want, I've said this before. I cannot stress enough. Offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels is a huge part of it too. One of the best offensive coordinators in football, and he's paid like a head coach for a reason. I mean, they pay him millions of dollars to stay there as the OC because he's that valuable. And I mean, to be quite honest, it was because Brady wanted him. So you pay whatever Brady wants. But
1: and we saw what he did as a head coach. Right. I Granted, still. His quarterback was Tid Tebow.
0: I still think he make a pretty decent head coach if he got another crack at it and had a quarterback to actually use. But I I think the plan is, at least Why if I was I him and when Bill's gone, I'll just slide in sure. and be the head coach here in New England. Especially if Mac is still there. Like it's an easy transition. Yeah, I guess it's
1: just a question of how long does Bill and, keep the rate. And if
0: Mac is this good, I mean I'd be tempted to stay for ten more years if I was Pil Pelichick. Uh Eagles and Giants, this was a total head scratcher result. Um the Eagles were a team that was red hot. And their schedule was so favorable that I thought they were going to make the playoffs as a wild card team. Instead, you you really couldn't have. But the problem is when you dig a hole and you're the team like the Eagles or the Dolphins who are hot and trying to, like, gain ground by winning a lot. Of, you have no room for air. You have no wiggle room for a dropped game. So the Eagles dropping a game at the hands of the Giants in New York, it, it might be enough to put the nail in the coffin. Now they're 5-7. and seven. You got a game against the Cowboys still looming that you assume you lose. So you're your eight losses there. You have to win all the rest of your games to go at least nine and eight. And maybe that does sneak in as the seventh seed. But if you just lost on the road to the Giants, I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you'll absolutely go on the road and beat the Washington football team. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure. going to extend you, oh, you'll, you'll beat all the teams you should beat. And the only loss you'll have is that Dallas game at the end of the year they're probably going to end up 8-9-7 and 10 and just miss the playoffs. But it's a team that's, that's building right in for that's
1: the which I would expect them to be. In.
0: And if you're an Eagles fan, I get how expectations can get skewed when you're 5 and 6 and you got the Giants to go 6 and 6 and you're only a game and a half back of the Cowboys and you're only a game back of the wild card spot and you're like, "Oh, we weren't if supposed were to be" 6
1: and 6, they have the 7th seed. Right.
0: But you go, "Oh, we weren't supposed to be good this year and now we're the 7th seed." Like, "Oh, oh." Like, "Okay." But don't let expectations get out of whack. If you would have, sure. t- if you would have said to an Eagles fan, you're going to go seven and ten this year, and you're going to have a lot of good things to build off of, and Jalen Hurts is going to look good, you should sign up for that in blood at the beginning of this year. The
1: problem is with yesterday is that Jalen Hurts has been looking like a really good quarterback for the majority of the season. He put up a dud yesterday.
0: Right. A bad game. And again, as a, if I were an Eagles fan, I please take that with a grain of salt. Like. He's still a young quarterback. Sure. He's still trying to learn how to play. This is this has been a good year for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think you can say anything other than that. I get how Just they— because the
1: expectations weren't high at all. Right.
0: So I think that this is a team that is actually building towards something. But in classic Philly way, they'll think that they should have made the playoffs because they had a little hot streak in the middle of the year. And they'll say, Hurt sucks, and Nick Ceriani sucks, Fire and everybody everyone. sucks, and this all sucks, and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, Philly— I think you're actually building towards something here, and the NFC East is such a, jar- a garbage division, and year in and year out, you never know who's going to be good.
1: We see the, the Dallas Cowboys stubble. struggle
0: right now. You stubble. you could win this division as early as next year if you're Philadelphia, so I'd keep the course, and I'd be pretty excited about it. Have
1: they played each other yet?
0: Yeah, Dallas beat them earlier in the year. They got one more left in Week 18 against each other. Um, could be a big one. Jets-Texans, Jets win, who cares? Falcons-Jaguars, Falcons win, who cares? Both those games were the exact same score, 21-14. to 14. Wow. Very poetic. Uh, Chargers-Broncos. Broncos the most confusing team in the NFL, maybe, man. I...
1: If not the Chargers. If not the
0: Chargers, <laughs> for other reasons. Broncos keep winning games they shouldn't win. Chargers keep losing games they shouldn't lose. But here it's we are. It's
1: even more frustrating that the Steelers couldn't pull it out last week.
0: Yes, it is. But here we are with the Broncos. Win over the Chargers. Both teams are 6-5. and five. Somehow the Chargers, since it's not just a two-team tie, have the seventh seed right now in the three-way tie that's happening in the AFC with the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chargers. But the Broncos have a head-to-head win over the Chargers with another game to go against the Chargers on the season. So if they end up you know, in the same spot just head-to-head, then Denver Broncos are going to the playoffs at this point. And I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't think, I don't they're, I don't think they're a good team. I, I really scratch my head at this result, and the Chargers are really a, a head scratcher of a team, like you said, because they had no business dropping this game in Denver. This was the game that after that big what? Steelers— uh, Six and six also? Six and five.
1: They have no business dropping five games through the first 11.
0: If that that game against the Steelers with that comeback after blowing it— that should That's have, your catalyst. Yeah, and then you go kick the crap out of the Denver Broncos, a division rival, next week, and— You use these as a jumping-off point as you head down the stretch run, and instead you lay an egg. And, I mean, now the Chiefs – the Chiefs had to have been sitting back at home and laughing. We are laughing because we get the Broncos on Sunday Night Football at home the very next week, so we'll we'll take care of them and knock them back down to earth. And the Chargers – you beat us earlier this year, but you keep just giving us some leash. Just keep giving right. the Chiefs some leash. Hey, we might even, with the amount of times you're losing games, we might even be able to lose to you twice this year and still and walk away with, with the a division. division. So Chargers definitely blowing it big time.
1: I, so who is the more surprising team? LA or Denver?
0: I'd say LA just because I have expectations sure. for them to be good enough to win a division and they're floundering. Whereas Denver, I still think they're not a good team. You six, know they're bad. They're not a 6 and 5 team. No. I don't Those get Those 3 it.
1: wins at the beginning of the season came against the Jets, the Giants and the Jaguars take away those and they're 3 and 5 against everyone else.
0: And then they somehow beat the Cowboys and the Chargers. Like it's they're a weird confounding team that. The
1: Cowboys one is even more weird because it's a non
0: division game and it was on the road. It was in Dallas. Right. Like at least the Charger game was at Mile High Stadium. And
1: they stymied completely dak.
0: The, Vi- the Vikings did Vikings things yesterday following up a big win with a loss at the Niners, but it's really unfair because the Niners are playing maybe just as good if not better football than the Vikings are. And it was in San Francisco. Um, Kirk Cousins lined up under the guard instead of the center late in the what game. What happened there? It's it's like what was that? I feel so bad for the guy because he's he's exercised all the demons this year, right? Like oh, Kirk cut. He's not turning the ball over. He's throwing a lot of touchdowns. Like he's not the reason why the Vikings are struggling. It's honestly everybody else around him. And Kirk Cousins is having one of his best years. And then he goes and does some bonehead thing like, I'm going to line up under the guard instead of the center, and I'm going to be forced to call a timeout when we're trying to put the ball into the end zone late in the football game. And now everybody's just right back to what a clown Kirk Cousins is. Lines up under the guard instead of the center. He can't take, he can't take the pressure of the moment. He can't get a break. Can't catch a break. They lose 34-26. best
1: season of his career, and the only thing everyone's going to be talking about if they don't make the playoffs is – He lined up under that? the You remember guard. that one time he lined up under the guard?
0: but people should be talking about uh the defense gave up 34 points can the defense stop anybody please like does every single game that cousins has does it have to be a shootout for 34, cousins 31, to win? Like, like
1: that 30 27. every
0: game really does it have to be that stressful and apparently it does for the minnesota vikings uh finally the game of the week the rams and the packers what's going on with the rams man i mean they are just i'll tell you what they're just not looking that good i
1: told you this on friday Matt Stafford, I think entering that game, was 0-16 when facing teams that were at least five games above 500. That was 0-17. Tom, I had said to you this—I uh, said to I had asked you this off-air. I think the Cardinals are going to win the division. I think the Cardinals are going to win the AFC West—NFC West. Well, NFC West. They, well,
0: now they have a two-game lead on the Rams with a game are in Are the hand.
1: Rams one and done when they get to the playoffs? Matt Stafford never won a playoff game. They're gonna be on the road.
0: Let's uh honestly ask this question too. Let's make the playoffs first if you're the Rams. Oh, I think they will. Seven and four though is I think they kind of flirting with it. I mean, they're certainly not making it easy on themselves. They do have the Jags next week at home, so you'd hope that they would get to eight and four, but then they got the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the road for the Vikings, the Ravens on the road, and then the Niners who week eighteen, San Francisco might need a win and in kind of scenario. So also
1: they just beat the Rams in L.A. earlier, the, like, a couple of weeks ago, right?
0: Yeah, 31 to, and it was in San Francisco, but it oh, was 31-10. to okay. I mean, they beat the crap out yeah, of them right. on Monday Night Football. So, Matt Stafford, you know, you said it, the 0-16 record against teams with winning records this deep into the – or teams that are at least five games over 500, uh, this deep into the season. Kyle Brandt said it a couple weeks ago on Good Morning Football after they lost to the Titans – Stafford has not been in any real big games in his career, and when he is in those few big games with the Lions, was, everybody always like, oh, it was the Lions, oh, it was the Lions, oh, it was the Lions. Well, Stafford has his fair share of blame to go around in that category too, and he's not proving it otherwise so far in L.A. That Titans game was a big game for them to win. They lost it. The Cardinals game earlier this year was a big game that they needed to win. They lost it. This Packers game was huge. They lost it. So he is not proving the doubters wrong at all. I mean, this is a guy that we were thinking was the runaway MVP at the beginning of the year. Right. When they started,
1: like, what, 4-0? And now I'm sitting
0: here thinking, like, this is just typical Matt Stafford. Like, he might be the reason why they don't win.
1: Which would be a shame because the way we thought it would go is just totally I mean, they're still 7-4. and Give them credit. They're still winning. But they're losing to the better teams. You have – in order to be taken seriously, you have to beat some good teams. All the way to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you'll make the playoffs by just beating up on the teams you should beat up on. But once you get there, that's how you go one and done, like you're saying, is that you don't have any track record or or any blueprint from earlier in the year to say, oh, we can close out a game against a really good football team because you haven't.
1: If it's the Cardinals with the one seed and the Rams go on the road to Tampa Bay, go on the road to Green Bay. Do you see them winning that game? No. If they, if
0: they face Brady or if they face Rodgers, I think Stafford's done. Can he beat Dak in Dallas? They, I think he might be able to. Could he even beat Kyler Murray in Arizona? I think there's a good chance he could. And we'll see they play again this year, so we'll see him get another shot at that. But if you go up against the Rodgers or the Bradys, I really just don't have much doubt or much confidence in you, no. you getting the job done there. Uh, I think you honestly right now have shown that you'll fold under the pressure of a big game like that yeah. so i i kind of agree with you i do see the rams being a bit of a one and done football team and finally tonight that seahawks and washington football team game i mean
1: I tell you it's a big game
0: any idea where you're leaning the lines even like any probably seattle just because do you think russell wilson is going to be getting healthier and healthier right sure. so You'd have to assume, and there's a lot of pride there in Seattle. I mean, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, Super Bowl champs, two time NFC champions. They, they
1: don't want to be written off.
0: They don't want to be 3 and 7 no. either. Like, they don't want to be where they're at right now. They want to start to, you know, stack some wins and, and get as good they as they can. They
1: wouldn't be there if, went to, if Russell Wilson never got hurt.
0: The funny thing is, and it, it plagues all of these teams, really, except for Dallas, who's been able to do this for the past. They were able to get Zeke this way, and then they were able to get another. Uh, big first round pick cd lamb was kind of early as well in the draft sure um micah parsons that's what ah. i'm looking for they were able to get him early in the draft these teams that have a lot of pride and a lot of you know stability don't ever really get to pick low in the draft it might be the best case scenario for seattle to be like a three and 14 get football team big piece. get a big offensive lineman sure. a big tackle in there to help protect russell wilson but I don't see that happening. I think they'll string together at least three more wins, get, win. get to they, six they, wins like on the, the season. They don't want exactly.
1: to ever count themselves out.
0: Exactly. So, and to be fair, you win this game, you're a game back of the playoff spot. So right. There's a lot of teams you got to jump over to get there, though. Miraculously, so you're one game back. You're one game back. So I, I do agree with you. I think Seattle probably finds a way to win that game. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. For Jacob down Tom him. we'll be back again later this week with some power rankings and some more Steelers football talk on the Steelers Standard.